0: And we're back. Mike Cernovich, C-E-R-N-O-V-I-C-H.com. How you doing? Welcome. Hope your 2019 is going well. Today, we're going to talk about a lot of things. One is a quick announcement about the podcast, which some of you have been noticing and some of you are liking. We now have two podcasts, although for the meantime, you're going to get them all here as we move you Around and by the way, this will not be boring. I will not bore you with a podcast about podcasts. The podcasts are actually quite exciting. Jay is back, as you now know, in an as of yet unnamed podcast. You can listen to those at this channel, and we'll be moving that to another channel. We don't know what it's called yet. The next podcast is called Mindset Squared. Why? Well, we did an exercise. How do you pick a title? for a new book or podcast, you write 10 titles a day. You find 100. You narrow them down to 10, and then you send those 10 to trusted people to choose three. Mindset Squared was the winner. I was surprised actually that the domain, mindsetsquared.com, was available. Kind of cool. And the guy's name is Mike. My name's Mike. We're going to cover a lot of different things, real estate, and the good life. There's one he had a bottle of Pappy Van Winkles, which is apparently the most rare and expensive bourbon known to man. And we compared that with the Yamazaki 18, which is also quite rare and hard to come by and quite expensive, actually. I used to drink Yamazaki back in the day. Then there, then there was a shortage, and now the stuff is just way out of my price range. But luckily, they're not out of Mike's price range. That'll be at mindsetsquare.com. Luxury, lifestyle, the good life. It's okay. You can you can live a good life. It's okay to not be. Uh, I'm not a Spartan. I've never claimed to be a Spartan. I'm more of an Epicurean, maybe maybe an Athenian, Athenian with when they were still militant, when they were still tough. Overall, though, there's a big need, and I hadn't realized how popular the old podcast with Jay were until I started doing them. And immediately people are so glad it's back. We started the podcast in, I think, 2011. Before podcasting was big, we had one of the biggest podcasts ever. Now they're back. The, the old episodes are unavailable, and I will tell you why. Internet censorship is so crazy that if you openly discuss anything um, involving pharmaceuticals, they can claim that you're encouraging illicit substance use, which I'm obviously not doing. I'm the opposite. I tell people not to do anything, but it's just the way of the world. It isn't what you said. It's what they can pretend that you said, what they can blame you for saying. So just straight edge stuff only. But I think we're going to do like a members thing, a conference call, and then you'll have access to the full library of podcasts, You'll be, able to, you'll be able to get them there. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, intermittent fasting. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Why I've been doing it. What I've been doing. What I've been up to in 2019. And what have you been up to in 2019? I was releasing my next film, a short film, about foreign influence. In America. We're not talking politics, so I'm just very generally talking about the subject of the documentary without going into the weeds of it. But I have a new short film coming out. Any day now, actually. And there's a scene where I'm walking with Jack, and the wind blows my jacket open, and I just have this big beach ball, gut. And I said, man, where did that come from? It creeps up on you. Fat has a way of creeping up on you. And I saw that and said, okay, bro, you got to do something about it. I went back to intermittent fasting, which, as you know, was what I used to lose, like, I don't know, it was 260 pounds 10, 15 years ago. It was very fat. And then I got down to about 180, which was too low for me. I like to be around 210 is where I feel good. Anything under 190, just, I'm running on vapors. I don't feel good. I like to be around 210. And that's where I'm getting back to about 220 now. And I've been doing 20-hour fasts along with 36-hour fasts. Once I decide to do something, I go all in. I thus did a transition into the 20-hour fast with the 36-hour fast. I had my last meal at, say, Saturday at 10 p.m., and I didn't eat again until Monday afternoon, Monday around noon, or 2 p.m., and then I have a four-hour window where I eat about, I don't know, 2,000 calories. I don't count the calories, really, because I don't eat junk food. I'm also keeping my carbs low. So if you really want a detailed analysis of this, I'll do it with Jay. So I don't, don't, don't be taking notes. Just kind of listen, feel the vibe. Jay has a fantastic book, The Metabolic Blowtorch Diet. So we will get into the thicket of intermittent fasting, what people do, what works best. I'm just telling you what I'm doing, what I've noticed, what I've been feeling. And I've been doing 20-hour fast, four hours a day eat. I keep my carbs around under 50 grams. I feel good, actually. The first three days were pretty rough. The, you're, you're counting the clock. Are you looking at the clock until you have your next meal? But those are, those days are gone. Just the clarity you feel when you fast. I've, I forgot because I'd been on basically a three-year cheat meal. For the past three years, if I wanted to drink half a bottle of wine, no problem. Full bottle of wine, no problem. Steak is fine, but if you're eating steak with mashed potatoes and gravy and cheesecake and appetizers. I was cheating for three years, man. And... When you go from cheating on, oh, that's going to be clipped. He's been cheating for three years. If you've been cheating on your diet, have a three-year cheat meal, man, you put on 20, 30, 40 pounds. I don't know exactly how much you put on, probably 30 pounds, maybe 40, whatever. We're, we're back on the decline. People already notice how, how much better I look already. For me, though, I just feel better. The longer fast, I have, it's so counterintuitive, but I have so much more energy during the day when I'm not eating. It's always been this way when I was doing the long fasting. So I'll get, yesterday I did, I haven't eaten yet. It's 11, 16 a.m. on Monday, California time. My last meal was a carb up on Saturday. Saturday I woke up and I had almond croissant, two and a half, now one and a half pints of ice cream, some Girl Scout cookie. I felt like trash the next day too, by the way. One thing you learn when you become, when you fast and you cut out the processed artificial junk food, when you eat that stuff, you realize, oh, I feel terrible. And if you're eating a normal diet, the standard American diet, you're, you are sick every day and you don't know it. That's what is mind-blowing when you really purge your mind and your body of these toxic foods. You eat them again and you feel it because now you know what it's like to be healthy. Now you know what it's like when you're keeping your carbs at around 50 grams a day. You're not eating a ton of processed sugar. You're not eating, I was eating protein chips. I had probably four or 5,000 calories for my carb up. I just felt bad the next day. I felt gross. So Saturday night I had my last meal, 10 p.m. I didn't eat anything at all on Sunday. I did go to the gym Sunday night, lifted. I didn't have any BCAAs, which a lot of people do BCAAs when they fast. We'll talk to Jay about that more. I didn't do that. I just drank a, a low-carb Monster or something for, a zero-carb Monster for the for the workout. And I don't know, I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat a bowl in about, I don't know, once I finish this and edit this and get this up, I'll eat. And I do, though, unlike other people, I'm not, like, super strict. So I eat dark chocolate during my four-hour period. If you eat the 88% dark chocolate, there's maybe... I don't know, a teaspoon of sugar in the full bar. It's very low sugar, relatively speaking. And then I'll eat that with some almond butter, kava bowl, almond butter, keep the carbs under 50. And then when I do carb up, I usually keep them clean. This last Saturday was kind of a cheat day. I, and again, I just felt gross. So when I do a carb up, I do more of a clean carb up, oatmeal. I'll have maybe one indulgence, but largely you, you want to just refill your glycogen stores and by the way you have killer workouts the next day i was pumping one thing you notice when you get over 40 is you don't get those pumps in the gym like you used to when you're in the gym after a full-on carb up the pumps are so intense that you they actually hurt it's a weird feeling that it's like a hyper compensation thing it feels feels great you can probably tell how just how happy my voice is right how good i feel i did an hour and a half interview with someone else earlier That's because I haven't eaten. You have so much clarity of thought when you are on the long fast. I really enjoy doing them It's a good way to test yourself. In life, we don't struggle enough. It's too easy. Or we struggle about the wrong things. We don't have these fight or flight struggles with our health. You're fasting. That's a very discreet struggle. You get into the cold water and you do the ice bath. Are you gonna get in or are you gonna get out? That's a yes or no, life or death, fight or flight scenario. And I love those situations. That's also why maybe we could talk about cold showers, why I love doing them, the mental preparedness you get, the mindset benefits you get. That's not something that's spoken of often enough with the cold water therapy is. Do something hard. Do something that brings you what I call singularity of focus. When you get, when most of our life, our focus is diffuse, there's a lot of things going on. Very rarely is there just an up or down, yes or no scenario. When you get into the cold water, you either get out or you stay in. And what do you learn about yourself when you stay in? I'm not, I'm not dead. I'm not dying. I'm not even remotely in danger of dying. Yet I freaked out. And that's the beauty of the cold water. cold water is like leg day, you dread it even though you know what's going to happen. You know you're going to come through it better. You know what's in the long term. I love it as a, it's a meditation on yourself and a meditation on the human condition. When I go to do a leg day, I'm dreading it. I'm looking for a way out. Why? I've done, I don't know, thousands probably leg days. How many leg workouts have I done since I've been lifting weights for over you know 20 years? I've, but I, I, every time I don't want to do them when I get into that cold water and I, I just look at it I always stop and look and I go. Oh, I don't want to do this. You jump in the water <gasps> You get that <gasps> right that gasp I want out of here and then you force yourself to stay in the water. You control your breathing and what happens Nothing you shiver you shiver a little bit <laughs> Really literally It's the same way with cold showers the number one question people have about gorilla mindset uh, they call, They go, do you really do cold showers, man? Do you That's the number one of everything I've ever written. That's what draws the most skepticism. Man, do you really take the cold showers or is that just BS? I, I really do the cold showers. I really do the cold water training because it's a reminder every day that what you fear is almost always greater than the fear itself. What you fear is, we could just say always, aphorism. What you fear is always greater than the fear itself or the thing you fear is greater than the thing. I fear, I, I have no problem admitting it. Fear, if if I didn't reluctant, if I wasn't reluctant to do it, it wouldn't be a fear. I'm afraid of leg day. Absolutely, I'm afraid of leg day. Putting that bar on your back or doing the deadlift, doing the kettle. Of course, you know you're gonna be in pain. Your hamstrings are gonna get that weird pump. I, you're gonna be lumping the next day. I'm afraid of leg day. I'm afraid of the cold. I look at that water. And I think, why are you gonna do this to yourself? And then the excuses come in. You don't need to do this, man. Why are you doing this? This is dumb. You live a good life. The, the self-doubt, that little you know, internal weakling inside of you comes, come on, man. The peer pressure, that internal peer pressure kicks in. It's, it's wild. And then I go in, I always feel better after. And then the next night I don't wanna go in, which is another beauty. <laughs> It's a beauty, a beautiful thing, right? The thing we fear is greater than the thing itself. And the thing we fear brings us harmony and focus and benefits, even joy sometimes. I've had fantastic insights on life. When you're in the cold water, you focus on your breathing. You're not thinking about, oh man, cash flow. You don't have time, you're fight or flight. Whatever, when you're in the cold water, all you're thinking about is controlling your breathing. You're thinking about, maintaining control you're thinking about staying in is beautiful I have such clarity of thought my mood is better and then the next day you think I'd be diving in you think I'd be all right I woke up I get to do a cold shower no it's always hard cold I've been doing cold water training for I don't know five years whenever I wrote Gorilla Mindset I've been doing contrast showers and then I transitioned the Wim Hof breathing I was three years ago I think maybe longer I, ne- I still don't look forward to it. I still know tonight I got to get in the cold plunge and I don't want to do it. And I'm already going to look for excuses not to do it, even though I know it's beneficial. That, isn't that so much a life? Same with leg day. You know, when you do leg day, you know you're going to feel better. You know it's good for your long term health. You know it keeps your bones strong. You know that spinal loading is associated with more growth hormone, more testosterone better overall life. You know that being stronger makes you harder to kill. You know that all-cause mortality is associated with lower all-cause mortality. It's more muscular physique, more muscle. People people say, oh, you lift weights, you're going to die. It's actually the opposite. Read Get Serious by Dr. Brett Osborne. Great book. He's a neurosurgeon and also does some hormone optimization practice in Florida, I think. It's been proven. The more muscle you have, the less likely you are to die of all causes, which makes sense. You're just more vital, more robust. It focuses your mind more. I don't, but I don't look, even when I was really hardcore into lifting hard and I would do two hour workouts a day. I love chest day, arm day, shoulder day, back day, tricep day, shoulder day. Never did I like that. You all, you just know you're going to bring the pain. You got to get hyped up for it. Even though you know that once you push through it, the benefits are, remarkable ppp push through pain I, I used to have a more politically incorrect way of, of phrasing that but the three p's right push through pain that's so much in life is you find your pain you focus on it and then you push through it and when you push through it you will come out a better person but then we're afraid of it again it's, it's a beautiful process and i've talked to many people maybe other than wim Hof people you got to hype yourself up for the cold you know that it's not going to be easy. That's why most people don't do the cold water training consistently. That's why most people skip leg day, because you know it's going to be painful, even though if you push through pain, your life is going to be so much more rewarding. And fasting is similar too. And what I love about fasting and low-carb fasting especially, and by the way, if you're skinny, and I'll talk about this, Jay, I don't want somebody weighing 150 pounds to start fasting. Fasting is more of a big boy thing. You're like me, I can put on muscle, but I can also put on a lot of fat. Fasting is, for me, the best way to go through life. But for people who aren't able to gain muscle, might not be the right approach. Fasting, too, though, is beautiful because it's yes or no. There's no, can I have something right now? No, you have a four-hour window. For mine, it's noon to four, or I'll move it if there's an occasion. So if I'm going to have dinner with friends, I'll move it to six to ten, something in that area but it's just yes or no. You're either going to eat or not eat. And there's a beauty in that. There's a beauty in simplicity. There's a beauty and a freedom, dare I say, and lack of choice. Because your lack of choice is a choice. You're either going to get in the cold water and stay in, or you're going to get out and cry yourself to sleep. You're either going to put food in your mouth or you're not going to, and you're going to meditate and focus on your hunger and why you're hungry, and what that does for your body, and then once you push through that hunger, PPP, push through pain. When you push through the hunger, you come out on the other side a better person, more robust, more strong, more mental clarity, better shape, better looking. Your skin improves because your body has more time to heal itself. Your digestive system isn't taxed all the time. They call it autophagy, and I, you know, I don't know if that that's really true or not, there's pros and cons over it. I do know that when I'm not eating a lot and I'm fasting, I look younger. I do know that people who do intermittent fasting look younger. They all look five to ten years younger. And the longer they've done done it, the younger they look. Why is that? I tend to believe, and there's probably science to say I'm wrong and there's probably science to say I'm right, that your body has more time to heal itself because it's not using so much energy to digest food and to, de- to detox whatever's in the food. And instead of that, your body's able to repair itself, more cellular regeneration. I don't know. You guys can try to argue with me all you want. Don't really care. I've done enough in this ride that we call life to know what works me and what doesn't. And I know that intermittent fasting and long fast, like 32 hour fast, some people do 72 hours so, from time to time. I do know that A 36-hour fast every 10 to 14 days. A low-carb diet throughout the week. Even though, again, I'll allow myself some very rich dark chocolate. The the really low-sugar stuff, read the label. Most of the carbs are not from sugar. They're actually from not sugar. (laughs) It's not added sugar. They're from the natural plant. And then, I don't know, you can do a lot of things, friends. I'm telling you. Once you learn push through the pain and ask yourself, what am I afraid of? What, what am I, what pain am I afraid to push through? Of all people, there was a guy, Jack Dorsey of all people, did a thread on how he went to a meditation seminar. He got so much hate. It was amazing how much hate he got. And he said in that meditative practice, they would sit stationary on the concrete. And after about 15 or 20 minutes, they would just be in pain. Most meditation, is about bringing you into a, I don't know, calm, a state of Zen. And this form of meditation was to focus in on the pain and meditate on the pain. People made fun of him. People got mad at him. People said, how dare you? How dare you do that meditation? When people are being harassed on Twitter. I don't know, maybe people who are being harassed on Twitter and I get harassment way worse, way worse than people Uh, in the media who complain about harassment. Way worse. Stuff where I have police reports and restraining orders and stuff. Maybe there's a lesson there. Find the pain rather than escape the pain. Focus on it. Meditate on it. Push through it. A great way to do that. The cold water. The fasting. Thanks for listening. Mike Cernovich, Cernovich Cernovich.com. Oh, forgot to tell you. Skincare serum. You need it. Trust me. It's great stuff. Take care of your skin, friends. Look good. Hyaluronic acid. That's my tip of the day. Mike Cernovich, Cernovich.com, C-E-R-N-O-V-I-C-H.com. You can find this podcast, show notes, supplemental material, updates to the podcast, and you can find links to the other great podcasts, Mike and Jay and Mindset Squared.